Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, and Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. I got the news after my Friday episode that had already dropped, and so this is a special Saturday episode, just a tribute to Dick Butkus, Richard Marvin Butkus. Lithuanian descent, the NFL back in those days and even now is a very global, multinational kind of game. I know as a kid, it's how I learned pronouncing difficult names and where people were from, and mostly European, it seemed like in those days, but the various nationalities real melting pot, and it really became America's game and was a cultural integrator as it has continued to be for different things. I actually remember him being called Vic early in his career, and I can't find verification of that, but I just remember back in the mid-60s, he was drafted in the draft of 65, and so he played in the fall of 65 and was third for Rookie of the Year. I do remember that, but I remember him being called Vic, and maybe sometimes memory plays tricks on you. I'm not going to give you a lot of values of his cards because you can look them up. And frankly, as you look them up, they may be increasing, as sometimes happens when you have a player that was really outstanding and gets the uh, focus of having passed away. And then you think, wow, that guy. And then you read about, especially for younger collectors and younger people in the hobby, he was in his prime before many people were alive. But I love the fact that he was always a bear. I'm a purist. Not only that, he played his whole career in Illinois. He went to high school in Chicago, went to University of Illinois, was an All-American there, and was All-Pro, and actually Defensive Player of the Year a couple times as well for the for the Bears. He was truly a monster of the midway, which is what they were known for before that, but he really solidified that. He's forever linked in the card world to Gale Sayers. Uh, they, were, uh, they were drafted uh, third and fourth. Actually, Butkus was drafted third in the 65 NFL draft. So they both went to the Bears, defense and offense. You think, why didn't they win a bunch of championships? No offense, but I don't think they had great quarterbacks for a various span of years, but they certainly had an MVP-type offensive player and an MVP-type defensive player. I don't know what his 40 time was. I'm not even sure that was relevant back in those days. He was a fierce tackler and had a, a nose for the ball and for the person with the ball. In fact, they said he, he would gear himself up to, to play angry. When I read about this, that he was trying to hurt people, I, I, I don't know. I surely hope he wasn't trying to kill anybody, but he was a vicious tackler. You're carrying the ball, you get in his way, he's going to take you down. They said he played angry because he'd look over the other sidelines, and if he saw anybody laughing, he would project that they're laughing at him, <laughs> and they would make him mad and going to teach him a lesson that if you're playing a sport and you're on the sidelines and you're laughing, just be aware that somebody like Dick Butkus might be looking and wondering what you're laughing about. Eight-time Pro Bowler, when that really mattered. Nowadays, it's honorary. Still, he was an all-pro considered the best in his position, and frankly, as I said, two-time Defensive Player of the Year for the NFL, which is really saying something. His best card to me is his rookie card. It's a 66 Philadelphia gum. He and Sayers both have the rookie cards right there, and they really are the key cards in you know, those last two uh, Philadelphia football sets. Uh, but they also have cards in 67. In spite of all my experience, I, I still have a little trouble telling those years apart. I can flip them over in the back, and the back color gives it away. But the Philadelphia gum cards are very simple design, pretty consistent over the four years that they did it. But Sayers and Butkus 
make the 66 set the toughest set of the four of those. Interestingly, Sayers and Butkus both had short careers, both with the Bears, their whole, they both came up in 65. Uh, Sayers retired, was last year playing with 71. Butkus last year playing with 73. They both had debilitating injuries toward the end, especially Sayers, but also Butkus. Uh, I did see him after his playing career because he was, I think at one point he was a tough stuff. If you remember Tough Stuff back in the day, I think he was like a spokesperson back when Ernie White owned Tough Stuff. I think this is going back uh, almost 30 years into the 90s, maybe late 80s, maybe early 90s. But so anyway, so I got to visit with the Dick Butkus and maybe at Hawaii or one of the nationals or something like that. And he signed an 8x10 and he personalized it to me, which now that's especially meaningful. So he, he after his career, you can afford to be warm and, and friendly and a, and a joker as he had uh, his uh, various acting roles that some people have seen. That lives on. He was the youngest of eight children. I'm envisioning that he was bullied <laughs> growing up uh, by his seven older siblings. On the other hand, if he was 13 pounds and six ounces at birth, which is uh, what they say, uh, I, I don't imagine they could bully him for very long if he was that big of a kid. I always thought birth order matters, and it does, but somehow he's not the runt of the litter, but at 13 pounds six, he came out with something to prove. He wound up being his playing height and weight, they say, and you, probably when I saw him, people shrink over time sometimes, but they say 6'3", 245. Now, with the way things are now, that's the equivalent of being about 6'6", six, six and 275 now with modern training methods and all that. So imagine having a middle linebacker across from you if you're playing or if you're in the stands watching and you're playing against the Bears when the Bears defense, and here's this guy, Mike Singletary, one of the successor great middle linebackers was great too, but he had an amazing intensity too. I've met him too. He's not as, Butkus was huge for his age. And even still, when I saw him, he was probably a little bit less, but just really a big guy. Probably he was as big as a lot of the offensive linemen at the time. So just a giant, I wouldn't say a gentle giant, but a giant nonetheless. A couple of the interesting cards that he has that I think are worthy of note that I just realized here when I look at, that's one of the things I look at the uh, the Beckett OPG where you can do player searches. And it says he's got a 1965 Coke cap. And you know what? I've got a lot of Coke caps. Actually, I collected those when I was a kid. So I still have some Coke caps. But that would be a, almost a pre-rookie. It would be his first year. His card companies did not show players in their rookie year. They they didn't get to Tops or Philadelphia Gum or Flea or any of the major companies you would be in your second year. You'd have to make the squad and be worthy of having a card. A 65 coat cap that would be in his rookie year would be like a pre-rookie. Again, not a card because it's a cap and the caps I have are difficult to display or store or show off. And if you expose them to sunlight, they don't do well. I've got to dig in and see if I have, because generally I'm a set collector or I was in those days. So I think if I've got the 65 coat cap set for the Bears, or it could have been for the All-Stars, because they did some All-Star sets there, too. Came in third in Rookie of the Year uh, voting, which is terrific for a, for a defensive player. Another one that's interesting that would be an easy sale for me if I ever saw it in a dollar box or <laughs> probably anywhere is he's got a high number in the 72 tops. It's an in-action card. So his regular card is not difficult at all. It's, it's a low number. But the high number 72 in-action card is a really good card. When somebody dies... Sports Card Insight here is that 
it, it probably has some immediate short-term effect on all of the guys' cards. But you know what? When like a 72 tops card is pretty plentiful. So I just don't think there's going to be much movement for that. Any autographs that he has or the tougher cards. But if you already were a fan of uh, Dick Butkus, you probably already have his base cards. But 72 tops high number, probably not enough to go around unless the price gets really high. But it was under 100 bucks last time I looked. And again, a difficult card. Lastly, as I get older, I realize from my dad's experience, they say that he died peacefully in his sleep. And there's always more to that. My dad died peacefully in his sleep, but that was after uh, a lot of pain and a lot of uh, uh, difficulty. And so I always wonder, you know, we always think, gee, that's great for the family. And, and it probably is. But what was it like in the days and weeks before? And even for Dick Butkus in the years before, because he had some issues. You pay a price to be a football player and especially to be a fierce even a big guy like that, he's tackling other big guys and, and you know, in the trenches there. So uh, he had some physical pain and some difficulties. I haven't seen him in 20 years, but I think I saw him in the 90s. And he was still getting around. But the last 20 years, I think he's had some difficulty. Of course, 80 years old, that's not young, but it's not that old anymore either. But for a football player, there's a lot of football players that, that don't make it to 80s. I never considered the Bears. I was a Cowboy fan back in those days. And I don't really consider that they were the rivals for the Cowboys were the Packers. And that was Ray Nitschke, who interestingly was his predecessor at University of Illinois as a middle linebacker and a Hall of Famer in his own right. So I, I never really was mad at the Bears. I really liked Gail Sayers. I liked watching Butkus, but they didn't play the Cowboys very often. And again, what is much football on TV? But when they say, how do you know who to collect? When you go to the game, anybody that you're going to the game to see. And when they're on the field, you watch. That is somebody that has a promising sports card chart. If you look at what cards are valued, it's players that people are going to see. On offense, they were going to see Gale Sayers. Whenever he got the ball, he was a threat to go all the way. Butkus, when he was on the field, he was a, a threat to not necessarily have sacks, but he had a lot of tackles, and they were serious tackles. I don't know that it was a gang tackle, unless you consider he was a gang of one. Again, one of the all-time greats. I always hope that it has an increase in his card prices and values, because he is worthy of that. And I'd love to see more than just quarterbacks get the love, because um, he was one of the very best at what he did. You could do worse than being a player collector for Dick Butkus. Just good memories and condolences to his family and friends. He was a hobby spokesman at one time, and so that's to his credit as well. Thanks, everybody. Special Saturday episode, and have a good weekend, and I'll see you on Monday. The man